Good morning and a special welcome to our visitors. In just a moment, I'm going to be reading from the book of John, chapter 4, verses 23 and 24. That's the Gospel of John, chapter 4, verses 23 and 24. We should mention from time to time our website, lhmacallen.org. Everything we do here, sermons and classes, are recorded and placed on our website. We continue to maintain a presence on social media, a Facebook page where videos are located, also YouTube and Zoom we utilize for Bible classes. And should you want to get access to those resources, please visit with me. And when you find sermons and classes in keeping with Scripture, one way you can participate in outreach is to share what we offer. John chapter 4, verses 23 and 24. Jesus said, The hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. That's John 4, 23 and 24. The subject I'm going to address, worship will always be relevant. I mean, there will never be a time way out in the future when a preacher or a local church can say, well, we've covered that. We don't need to go back and bring that up again. It will always be relevant. I preach a form of this sermon about once a year. And I always start here. What is worship? There may be in our society today a concept of worship that is humanistic, that is man-based. And by that I mean worship may be defined or thought of more in terms of man and what man wants than God and what God wants. We must be people who have a focus on God who God is and what God has said is acceptable to him as worship. So here's where I want to start today. This subject must focus on God. We cannot understand what acceptable worship is if we neglect to center the subject in God. Worship has personal value for us, but it's not primarily about us, certainly not directed to us. Worship can lift you, motivate you, humble you, encourage you, but those good outcomes are results of your concentration on God and your praise for Him through Jesus Christ. If God is not at the center, 
If his will isn't governing what you do and how you do it, acceptable worship hasn't happened. And the high value benefits do not reach you and enrich you and nourish you if you've virtually left God out of the picture. Here in John chapter 4, Jesus said, True worshipers will worship the Father. And then he said, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Jesus centers worship in God, who he is, and what he expects of his people. So we need to listen to Jesus on the subject of worship. What does Jesus want us to know? Number one, he wants us to know that worship is directed to God. The word worship defined from the Greek or the English will yield this very simple conclusion. It is that which is directed to God. In Vine's dictionary, he says the direct acknowledgement to God of his nature, attribute, ways, and claims, whether by the outgoing of the heart in praise and thanksgiving or by deed done in such acknowledgement. The English word defined in the Oxford says the feeling or expression of reverence and adoration for deity. And we get these impressions from the Bible, page after page, that worship is directed to God. In Psalms 89 and verse 7, God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints, and to be had in reverence of all them that are about him. When you take the word Jesus used, whether you follow it back to the original language or you depend upon the modern English term, you're going to come out at the same place. It is about God. It is directed to God. It is our voluntary, sincere response to His absolute worthiness. Early in the development of English... When the word worship was applied to humans, it was about the perceived worth of the one acknowledged. Worship is all about the attention, the adoration, the sincere acknowledgement we give to God. God is the audience when we worship. He is worthy of our praise and what a privilege to be his children, and to come together and to honor him. Everything we think, say, and do about this subject must be centered in God. But let's take another step into this. Now that we are scripturally and divinely centered, would you consider worship in order to be acceptable must be that which God has directed. I'm going to spend a few more minutes on this point. I want us to think of worship not only to God, but as directed by God. 
Are you hearing what many people today are saying? I hear people say, well, as long as you worship God, it doesn't matter how. Doesn't matter what you do. You just do whatever you want and you call it worship to God. I want to ask you a question. Would that kind of reasoning work anywhere else? Can you go to work with this attitude? Well, I don't care what the boss says. I don't care what policy and procedure is. I'm just going to do what I want to do and I'm going to call it my day's work. How's that going to go? Can you live as a citizen with the attitude that says, I don't care what the law says. I don't care what the city law, the county ordinances, the state and federal law says. I'm going to do whatever I want and I'm going to call myself law abiding. How's that going to work? And yet it isn't uncommon for people to offer up that exact kind of reasoning when it comes to religion and worship in particular. I'm going to do whatever I want and I'm going to change it along the way and I'm going to call it my religion and my worship to God. Worship is to be directed to God and it's to be directed by what God has said in keeping with what God has directed in His Word. What God has said constitutes worship. Well, as we think about that, let's bring in the voice of experience from the Bible. And let's use what we know from the Bible to interview some historical figures. What about Cain? What would he tell us if we could bring him on the podium today? This is from Genesis 4. You remember Cain and Abel worshipped. Abel's worship was acceptable. But Genesis 4 verse 5 says that God did not accept Cain's offering. His worship was not acceptable. Could Cain speak to us today in person? I don't believe he would tell us, listen, you just do whatever you want to do and call it worship. I don't think that's what Cain would say. I believe Cain would say, listen, folks, I learned what you offer to God matters. You better listen to God and offer to him what he says. Well, let's do that again. What about those two men, Nadab and Abihu? What would they tell us about worship? Chosen priest in Israel... God authorized the burning of incense in the tabernacle from hot coals on the altar of sacrifice. You can read it in Leviticus 10. These men decided that didn't matter. They chose their own fire from another source to light the incense. Moses said they offered fire before the Lord which the Lord had not commanded. Their worship was not acceptable. See, to assume that everything that we think of and come up with can just be labeled worship to God and it's going to be fine with Him, that's just not in harmony with what the testimony of Scripture is. God has spoken. And everything we call worship, everything we do needs to be according to what God 
has spoken. Therefore, it behooves us to let God direct us in the matter of worship. And that's part of what Jesus was saying to that woman in John 4. Those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Now, how do I find out what God has said? Well, based on the reading that you heard earlier in our service, let's go with the new covenant. According to that reading in Hebrews, let's go with the new covenant. So I want to find out how God defines worship and what he wants me and you to do today. I'm going to read the New Testament. And every time I find a reference to Christians coming together to worship, I'm going to write that down. It won't take very long. And that will be the pattern I will follow. It is that simple. You are letting God direct you in that which is pleasing to Him. And you know it's pleasing to Him because He directed you to do that. Now, the sophisticated modern approach is sometimes called crafting a theology of contemporary worship. Men get together around a table and they take into account local and historical tradition and culture and they brainstorm and they debate and they compromise and they come up with a worship style that everybody is happy with and then they revise it every two years. My point is, why not just read this book? The Better Covenant. Whenever you read of Christians worshiping God... Just mark that down and consider that to be the pattern you're going to follow. It is that simple, and I'm going to help you. Focusing on the assembly of Christians, the acts of acceptable worship are easily determined in this way. In Acts 4, 23 and 24, Christians are together praying. In Acts 20 and verse 7, Supplemented by 1 Corinthians 11 and the accounts in the Gospels, Christians are taking the Lord's Supper every first day of the week. In 1 Corinthians 14, 15, they're singing. In Acts 20 and verse 7, they're listening to preaching. Christians are giving in 1 Corinthians 16, verse 2, and Christians are hearing the reading of Scripture in Colossians 3:16 and 1 Timothy 4:13 how we worship is important and we are not left to craft anything in a conference room or watch what community churches do DA Carson said we cannot ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name if we are consumed by self-love are intoxicated by pitiful visions of our own greatness or independence from God. You know, in many modern churches, the Bible is nearly silent, but you can hear the band. The Bible is nearly silent, but you can hear the band. Authentic preaching of the word of God is put somewhere 
behind self-expression and the drums and guitars get more attention than the gospels and the epistles. Part of what's happening here is churches are seeking the world's affirmation and approval rather than God's. Worship must be directed to God. It must be that which God has directed in His Word, and that's the worship that is desired by God's people. Where do Christians want to be when true worship has been arranged? I mean, when the only attraction is God, where do His people want to be? They want to be there. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. Psalms 95, 6. I was glad when they said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Psalms 122, verse 1. O Lord, open my lips that my mouth may declare your praise. Psalms 51, 15. And Jesus said, The Father seeks such to worship him. Worship to God as he has directed is desired by his people. There's the sermon. Worship to God as directed by his word is desired by his people. Now, it is not like the order that goes out from a dictator to his subjects to celebrate him and have a parade in his honor. Let me illustrate. When a dictator in North Korea wants his people to honor him, the order goes out and they honor him, whether it's in their heart or not. It's not desire, it is subjection to fear. They cheer and march and wave in perfect unison as if their lives depended on it. Because they do. Christians worshiping God is not like that. It is within us that desire to honor Him and praise Him. Through Bible reading and study, we become acquainted with the God of the universe, the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, the judge of all the earth, the one who made us in his image, the one before whom we will stand. You love him and you want to obey him. And when your fellow Christians come together to worship, it is not drudgery. It is your delight. What a joy for God's people to ascribe to the Lord the glory, do His name, and worship the Lord in the splendor of His holiness. 1 Chronicles 16, 29. Psalms 100 and verse 2. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. When Jesus was tempted by the devil, he insisted, Worship the Lord your God and serve Him only. Worship is directed to God. 
we should be engaged in worship as directed by God and God's people desire to bring the adoration of their hearts to God. There will be more on this subject at 5 o'clock. Not here, but on Facebook and Zoom. Application of this is simple. Worship God to the best of your ability from a whole heart that is devoted to Him. Because you love Him, you want to do what He says honors Him. Through Jesus Christ, you were able to do that. So, back where we started, Jesus said the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. Now, remember who spoke these words, the mediator of the new covenant, Jesus Christ, who died for us. The mediator through whom we enjoy access to God as Christians. Because of him, we can worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Without Jesus and what he did and our response to him, you cannot. So, have you responded to Jesus? Peter told people, who heard the truth about him, repent and be baptized. We can help. Just come forward and let us know while we stand to sing.